Part 5 Chapter 16 Monday, February 25th I feel a surge of adrenaline as I read the email from L. Lawrence. With a guilty thrill, I pull up Jocelyn Jones's Facebook page and see about 30 posts of R.I.P. Jocelyn on her wall. Some include pictures of Jocelyn or stock photos of angel wings. Many are punctuated with some combination of sad, heart, or kissing emoticons. The posts begin around 6 o'clock Sunday evening. I open a new tab and Google Jocelyn Jones obituary, but nothing comes up yet. I go back to Jocelyn's Facebook page and see a new post that says, Fly high, angle. The accompanying GIF is one of Jocelyn's rude selfies, enhanced with animated wings and a sparkling halo. I marvel at the strangeness and start to click on the poster's profile, but I am interrupted by someone clearing their throat. It is Stephanie, standing nervously at the door of my cubicle. Um, hi, Raymond. Good morning, Stephanie. She shifts gracelessly and eyes the grotesque image of Jocelyn on my computer screen. Um, I was just wondering if you'd seen the email from L. Lawrence? She eyes my screen again, and I contain my annoyance. I had clearly seen the email. Yes, a true tragedy. Do you know what happened? I do not. Evelyn isn't in yet, but she may know more. I will her to leave, but she eyes my screen a third time, so I sigh and relent. I was actually checking Jocelyn's Facebook page now. Would you like to join me? Um, sure. Stephanie steps into my cubicle and sits in the available chair. Then she watches with bewilderment as I scroll through the RIP posts. A few of the posts are from Taylor's, most likely Jocelyn's ex-husband's family members. I make a mental note and continue to scroll. Jocelyn's last post was a close-up selfie on Tuesday evening, the night before she and L. Lawrence visited our office. I silently note this as well. We are still looking at the Facebook page when Evelyn stops at my cubicle. Oh, good. You're both here. Let's go into conference room E. Conference room E is our smallest conference room. It has no windows and used to be a supply closet. Evelyn ushers Stephanie and I inside and closes the door behind us. I deftly avoid the glue trap by the door. There is a paper clip and a green thumbtack stuck to the trap. The round conference table takes up most of the room, so Stephanie and I slide around the table to make room for Evelyn. Evelyn continues to stand. She takes a deep breath and addresses both of us. So I'm sure by now you have seen the email from L. Lawrence. What I'm about to tell you is confidential, and not to be discussed with anyone other than myself or Sharon. My heart beats faster with anticipation, but I mask it well with a professional nod. Stephanie gulps loudly and nods jerkily. We learned over the weekend that Jocelyn was murdered. I raise my eyebrows, but Stephanie gasps and interrupts. How was she murdered? Blunt force trauma. At the Hell No office, apparently. They found her there Sunday morning. That is truly awful. I say this stoically, 
but my heart beats even faster now. I feel an inappropriate smile begin to form as I picture the unlikely image of Jocelyn working on the weekend. Evelyn eyes me quizzically, and I control my expression. Stephanie interrupts again. But did they know who did it? Evelyn shakes her head. Not yet. Stephanie hesitates, her face contorting into an anguished grimace. Do we think, well, after our meeting last week, do we think that maybe Al Lawrence? Evelyn holds up her hand and stops Stephanie mid-sentence. This is partly why I wanted to speak with you. Please remember that we don't know what happened, and it would be most unprofessional for us to jump to any conclusion. Stephanie turns bubblegum pink, and I look at Evelyn with amusement. Evelyn glares back, but then continues with a softer tone. That said, Sharon and I did speak to the police detectives this morning about our recent interactions with Hell No. You did? They came here? I say this with more interest than I intended. Yes, they came with DOI. DOI? I feel a smile creep up again as Stephanie's mouth gapes open like a mask. Evelyn looks back and forth between us, but continues. Yes, Sharon and I called DOI last week, as you know. I nod. But why were they with the detectives? Are they involved with the murder investigation? They didn't say, actually. But Jocelyn was found at the Hell No office, so they might think it's related. And they found a copy of our contract at the murder scene. I see. That is most surprising. I didn't think Jocelyn had read our contract. Anyway, we told the detectives about our meeting last week and said that we had found some possible irregularities with our audit. I also said we would forward our backup to DOI, including our emails with Hell No. So, Raymond, please make sure everything is in order. Yes, of course. Stephanie clears her throat. Are the detectives still here? Do they want to speak with me and Raymond also? No, they left, but they may have questions later. Please work with Raymond today to get our files together. Evelyn eyes me as she says this, an implied instruction to babysit. Then she thanks us and leaves. I wait for Stephanie to stand up so I can slide out from behind the conference table, but she sits and stares silently ahead, obstructing my exit. Finally, she says, I can't believe this is happening. Yes, it's fascinating, like law and order. Her brow crosses and she shakes her head. I mean, again? I can't believe this is happening again? The accountant at my last job was murdered also? Oh, yes, the controller. Then I say the first thing that comes to mind. But Jocelyn was not an accountant. Stephanie turns to me, aghast. But she was murdered! Is that all you can say? I suppress my annoyance. I do not have time for this. I search for the words that will have the greatest likelihood of getting Stephanie to move from the table. It is upsetting, yes but we can help Jocelyn now by getting DOI the information they need. Stephanie looks unconvinced, so I continue. It would be most helpful if you would pull together all of the invoices that we paid to Hell No. We will review them together this afternoon. Stephanie nods and finally slides out from behind the table. 
I slide after her and walk with purpose to my cubicle. It is with much awe and gratitude that I assemble my work papers for DOI. DOI has a real team of forensic accountants, not like Evelyn. I will have a worthy audience at last for my work. My files are impeccable, so it doesn't take me long to organize them and save them to a thumb drive. I smirk to myself as I picture DOI's reaction to Jocelyn's emails, the related board members, the peculiar withdrawals on the bank statements, and the salmon receipts. I walk over to Stephanie's cubicle with the thumb drive. The heart balloons from Valentine's Day still float above her desk, but lower. They are wrinkled now and starting to sag. I say her name softly to avoid startling her, but she is wearing her earbuds and staring intently at a hell no invoice on her screen. I say her name again, louder this time. She predictably jumps at the sound of my voice. Excuse me, Stephanie. I did not mean to alarm you. No, it's fine. But her face is still perplexed. I hold up the thumb drive. I pulled together my files for DOI and was hoping to add your copies of the invoices. She nods. Yes, I've been looking through them. Not just the ones from the audit, but the more recent ones, too. Thank you. Did you find anything interesting? Well, I was looking at the subcontract payments, since that's one of the things we asked them about last time, and it looks like they are still paying a subcontractor every month. I raise my eyebrows slightly, impressed with her inquisitiveness. Does it say who the subcontractor is? It just says, aw. She points to her screen and shows me the line that says A-W-E. So it's an acronym. What does it stand for? Um, I'm not sure. And who approved payment for this invoice? She turns crimson. Um, I did. But it was before we started auditing them. I see. I judge her silently and move on. Do you know how long they've been paying awe? For about eight months. Since before I started. I smile politely, ignoring her backhanded excuses. And this is the only subcontractor that they are paying now? Yes. I hand her the thumb drive. Please save all of the invoices onto this drive with a separate folder for each fiscal year. Then I will give the files to Evelyn and Sharon to share with DOI. Just the invoices or my analysis also? This surprises me. What is your analysis? Well, I compiled the name and amount of each subcontractor payment they invoiced for by month. Here, I'll show you. She pulls up an Excel document on her screen. I raise my eyebrows imperceptibly again. That is helpful. Thank you. Yes, please save that onto the drive also. And please send me a copy. I walk over to Evelyn's office and rap lightly on the door. It is not yet noon, but Evelyn is already eating her lunch, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich wrapped in tinfoil. A spot of strawberry jelly is spilled onto the foil. I hold up the thumb drive and she waves me inside. Good. Is this everything? Yes. I saved our email correspondence with Hell No, our contract, and the audit documents that they provided thus far. 
We also save copies of all the invoices that our office has paid to date. She dabs her mouth with a coffee-stained napkin. Thank you. Any flags? It seems Hell No is still paying a subcontractor called AWE. Oh, what's it stand for? We aren't sure, and we don't know what service they provide, but Hell No billed it to our office, and our office approved payment multiple times. She sighs. How much have we paid out so far? It looks like monthly payments for $5,000 starting eight months ago. But hell no paid via check this time, not cash. Well, there's that at least. She takes another bite and continues speaking with her mouth full. Stephanie approved the payments? The more recent ones, yes. But the payments started prior to Stephanie. Terry was the contract analyst previously. Oh, that's just perfect. Now she snorts. Did you speak to Terry? We stopped by, but he said he is busy. Find that unlikely. I smile politely. Terry is one of our tenured employees. Evelyn crumples the now empty foil into a ball. Well, thank you, Raymond. Please follow up with Terry. Of course. And let me know if he's not responsive. I'd like to know what we've been paying for before we meet with DOI. Terry is not at his cubicle when I walk by, so I decide to go to lunch. Before I can stop myself, I succumb to my curiosity and gather up my laptop and notebook. Then I walk downstairs and make sure no one is watching as I head toward the five train. I sit at my usual stool at McDonald's, slowly consuming a black coffee and small fries. The fries are cold now, but I chew them anyway, enjoying the salt. Coffee is still warm. Across the street, I see police tape still blocking off the Hell No office. There are silhouettes moving inside, presumably detectives. I clock a silver BMW parked outside, which may belong to L. Lawrence. I hold my phone up to the McDonald's window and zoom in on the license plate of the car. I take two pictures and finish my fries. I am past my lunch hour, so I bust my tray and start to walk back to the five train. I glance around quickly to see if I was spotted. And I'm not entirely surprised when I see from the corner of my eye the woman in the trench coat. Chapter 17 February 26th, 11.03 a.m. From thewong at doi.nyc.gov To Evelyn Torres Re-request for meeting Evelyn Thank you for sending over the thumb drive with the Hell No documentation. We found it most interesting. We would like to schedule a meeting with your office. Detectives Vasquez and Duggan, who you met Monday, will also be in attendance. Please advise your availability for the following times. Thursday, February 28th, 1 p.m. Friday, March 1st, 10 a.m. Monday, March 7th, 9 a.m. Please provide the full names and titles of all those who will attend the meeting. Regards, Vera Wong, CPA, Deputy Inspector General, Audit, New York City Department of Investigation. February 26, 12.57 p.m., from Evelyn Torres to V. Wong at DOI. Copy Sharon Newman, Raymond Lee, Stephanie O'Donnell. Hello, Vera. 
Thursday at 1 o'clock works best for us. I am adding Sharon Newman, our agency counsel, Raymond Lee, our auditor in charge, and Stephanie O'Donnell, our contract analyst. All will be present at this meeting. Will you come to us again, or should we come to you? Best, Evelyn Torres, Assistant Commissioner of Finance and Budget, New York City Department of Youth and Community Development. February 26th, 2.09 p.m. From V. Wong at doi.nyc.gov to Evelyn Torres. Copy Sharon Newman, Raymond Lee, Stephanie O'Donnell. Request for meeting. Evelyn, thank you for your prompt reply. We will come to you. Regards, Vera Wong, CPA, Deputy Inspector General, Audit, New York City Department of Investigation. Chapter 18, Wednesday, February 27th. I stand in the doorway of Terry's cubicle with Stephanie hovering beside me. Terry is finally at his desk, but he is wearing earbuds and scrolling through the New York Post page 6 webpage. It is 11.15. Hello, Terry. He doesn't hear me because of the earbuds. I clear my throat and say his name again, louder this time, and he turns, surprised. Oh, hello. Raymond, Stephanie, how may I help you? I smile politely as he removes his earbuds. I eye the messy stacks of paper that cover his desk and floor. They are dusty and yellowed with age. I sent you multiple emails. Some questions have come up surrounding the Hell No contract, and we wanted to speak with you about one of their subcontractors. Uh, that's right, you did, uh, of course. He minimizes the page six window and pauses the music. Are either of you Beatles fans? This is the remastered Abbey Road. It's amazing. Sorry, no. I do not allow him to distract me. I eye the stacks of paper again. Some may date back to Abbey Road's original release. Terry follows my gaze and removes one of the piles from the only other chair in his cubicle. I sit down, and Stephanie remains standing. So what did Hell No do this time? I start to respond, but Stephanie interjects first. Um, their finance director was murdered? Over the weekend, at the Hell No office? Terry gasps. You're kidding. Jocelyn? That's terrible. I give Stephanie a warning glare. It is, yes, but as of now, that information is confidential. Stephanie turns scarlet and looks at her feet. Terry looks back and forth between me and Stephanie. I continue. Anyway, prior to this weekend, we were conducting an audit of Hellno's contract. We noticed that they were making large payments to subcontractors, and it has raised some questions. Terry nods. Yes, I remember. Is this DOI asking? I hide my surprise and evade the question. Evelyn asked us to follow up with you. His face flushes with irritation when I say Evelyn. Uh, of course she did. What was the name of the subcontractor? One was called Taylor and Associates, and the second is called Awe. He considers. I remember Taylor and Associates. 
Hell no, hired them to do their accounting, if I recall. DOI asked us about that a few years ago. They seemed to think that the firm was related to one of Hell No's board members. I see. Stephanie's head jerks up, but I remain stoic. What was the outcome? I think Hell No stopped using the firm. That may be when they hired Jocelyn. This time I hide my amusement. Jocelyn was also related to one of the Hell No board members, and quite possibly to Taylor and Associates. Does Evelyn know that DOI was asking questions about Hell No subcontractors? His eyes flash again at the mention of Evelyn. Well, she should. She was here when it happened, and she gave me a hard enough time over it. I smile politely and make a mental note. Did DOI ever follow up with us? Not to my knowledge, no. Okay. And are you familiar with the second subcontractor, Aw? Aw? We think it's an acronym. Terry rests his finger on his chin and looks at the ceiling, presumably thinking. Then he turns to one of the piles and starts rifling through the papers. Remarkably, he pulls out a thin, stapled document. Yes, here it is. Aw, it stands for Accounting with Empathy. I scoff. Empathy? How about accuracy? Terry emits an exaggerated chuckle, and Stephanie laughs uncertainly. Then Terry continues. Yes, as I remember, Jocelyn was a bit overwhelmed when she first started, so they hired a consultant to help her. But I don't know much about the firm. Interesting. So Hell No was aware of Jocelyn's shortcomings. Well, yes, Jocelyn was not the brightest bulb. May she rest in peace. Then he looks around conspiratorially and lowers his voice. Was it L. Lawrence who killed her? He's a former gang member, you know. Stephanie's eyes widen and I smile tightly. We don't know any details, but thank you for this information. It is quite helpful. I point to the thin stapled document. Is this Oz's subcontract? May I please make a copy? Yeah, of course. He hands me the document, and I hand it to Stephanie. And do you have the subcontract for Taylor and Associates? He touches his chin again. I'm not sure they had a formal subcontract then. That was part of the problem, as I recall. But I'll check my records and let you know. I'll also send you their contact information. Thank you. May I please have the contact information now? He visibly bristles at the word now. I give my best attempt at an apologetic smile and say, Sorry, Evelyn is asking. She said she needs it today. He sighs angrily but complies. He opens his email and enters a search for Taylor, typing loudly. Sorry, Raymond, it's not you. She just never gives me any peace. Okay, here it is. I look at the screen. Multiple emails came up with the search. Terry forwards the top one to me and Stephanie, and we thank him. Then he puts his earbuds back in and resumes listening to the remastered Abbey Road. I stop by Evelyn's office on the way back to my cubicle. Sharon is there also, seated in the only other chair. I knock lightly on the open door and both look up. Hello, Raymond. Find anything good? Evelyn is smoothing the empty wrapper of a Cadbury cream egg, even though it is before noon and February. Yes, 
I spoke to Terry, and he was surprisingly helpful. Evelyn eyes me with amused suspicion. That is a surprise. How did you manage that? I told him that you needed the information today. Funny, that never works for me. Sharon smirks, but doesn't comment. I continue. I asked him about Awe, Hell No's subcontractor. He said that Awe is a real contractor. It stands for Accounting with Empathy. Evelyn looks at Sharon silently for a moment. Then they both laugh. I drop my guard and laugh along with them. Then I resume. Apparently, Hell No realized that Jocelyn needed help with her accounting skills, so they hired Awe to assist her. Sharon's brow crosses. And what was Jocelyn's title again? Director of Finance? Yes. I step inside the office and hand Evelyn a copy of Awe's subcontract. Evelyn pages through the contract. The rate is $5,000 a month. Why were they paying both this contractor and Jocelyn? And they billed both to the city? Yes. We approved payment for both expenses each month for eight months. Evelyn snorts. And Terry knew about this? Seemingly, yes. I pause. Terry also said that DOI has asked our office questions about Hell No before. Something about the Taylor and Associates subcontract? Evelyn looks at Sharon before answering. Yes, that's true. It was a few years ago. DOI thought that Taylor and Associates may have had a familial relationship to one of Hell No's board members. I see. I judge her silently for not telling me this sooner. And what was the outcome? There wasn't one. We sent the OI copies of everything that we had at the time, but they never got back to us. Also, the name Taylor didn't match any of the board members, so it was reasonable that our office wouldn't spot the connection. I narrow my eyes at her. Sorry, Raymond, but there was no official finding, and I didn't want to bias your audit. I make a mental note and move on. I also got the contact information for Taylor and Associates if we need it. Evelyn looks at Sharon again. That's good, but let's hold off on contacting them until after our meeting with DOI and the detectives tomorrow. DOI may prefer to contact them directly. Of course. I make another mental note. Is there anything else I should know before our meeting tomorrow? No, just tell them what you know. Thanks, Raymond. And can you please close the door behind you? I need to talk to Sharon now. I return to my cubicle and find Stephanie hovering at my doorway. She steps aside so I can enter, and I sit at my computer. Yes, Stephanie, how may I help you? Um, did you see the email that Terry forwarded us? Not yet, no. I was speaking to Evelyn and Sharon. Oh, well, can you please open it? My curiosity surpasses my annoyance, and I type in the password to unlock my screen. I gesture at the visitor chair next to me, and Stephanie sits down. Then I open the email, which is from two years ago. March 1st, 9 o'clock a.m., from Jay Taylor at taylorassociates.com, to Terrence Mueller. Copy L. Lawrence at hellno.org, Evelyn Torres. J. Taylor at cityhall.nyc.gov. Relate payment of invoices. Terry.
I am writing once again to follow up on the outstanding payments for Hell Knows invoices. It has been four months since my client was last paid, despite multiple requests. The city now owes my client a total of $793,533 for past services rendered. I have reattached copies of all invoices with supporting backup. Because of your inaction, Hell No has suffered extreme cash flow disruptions, and my client had to issue a loan with his personal funds so Hell No could meet payroll this week. Your lack of responsiveness is perplexing and unacceptable. We demand payment immediately, along with all back interest. I am copying Evelyn Torres, who can hopefully bring resolution to this matter. I am also copying Joshua Taylor of City Hall. Sincerely, Jerome Taylor, CPA, Taylor and Associates. I feel Stephanie watching as I read. I read the email a second time and turn to her, curious how much she noticed. I allow her to speak first. Um, L. Lawrence told us at our meeting that he made the cash deposits at the ATM so Hell No could make payroll? He did, yes. Well... I checked the bank statements, and the date of those deposits was March 3rd, two days after this email. I raised my eyebrows slightly, surprised by the perceptiveness. Yes, it was. So, maybe he was telling the truth? I consider my response. I suppose it's possible, but the deposits were highly suspicious. If the executive director was making a proper loan to the organization as he claimed, why didn't he wire the funds to Hellno's bank account or write a check? Why go through the trouble of making multiple cash deposits at different locations? I guess that's true. She pauses, perplexed. I wait for her to continue. Terry also told us that DOI was asking about Taylor and Associates? He did, yes. But he didn't mention City Hall? No. But contractors often copy City Hall when we are late on payments, especially Terry's contractors. I smile to reassure her, but she is not convinced. And the City Hall person's name was also Taylor? I noticed that, yes. Do you think they're related to Taylor and Associates? I think it's possible, yes. I choose my next words carefully. But Taylor is a common name. And it could also be a coincidence. The best we can do is give this information to DOI and the detectives when we speak to them tomorrow. Stephanie nods. I expect her to mention Evelyn next, but she doesn't. She just thanks me and tells me she's going to lunch. I read Terry's email again and pull up Jocelyn's Facebook page. There are more than a hundred RIP posts on her wall now. Seven more than when I checked last night. There is also a new link to her obituary. It is with deep sorrow that we announce the sudden passing of Jocelyn Jones, our angel that was taken too soon. A backbone of wisdom and generosity, she was passionate in life, love, and her work, and her inner beauty shined on everyone she touched. I reread the second sentence with high amusement. Then I jumped down to the survivors. She leaves behind her daughter, Caitlin Taylor of White Plains, New York, sisters Princess Jones of Queens, New York, 
and Letitia Henry Jones Lawrence of Charlottesville, Virginia. Many cousins, nieces, and nephews, and former spouse Jerome Taylor of Brooklyn, New York. I feel a rush of adrenaline as my hunch is confirmed. Jerome Taylor of Taylor & Associates was also Jocelyn's former husband. Next, I scroll through Jocelyn's friend list to see if I can also find Joshua Taylor. I see a James Taylor and a Tyrone Taylor, but no Joshua. I close my eyes and walk my mind for the possible connections between L. Lawrence, the Hell No board members, Jocelyn, Taylor and Associates, City Hall, Awe, and the woman in the trench coat. I wonder how many, if any, of these connections relate to Jocelyn's death. And I think of Evelyn, who was copied on Terry's email from Taylor and Associates. And I wonder how much, if anything, she already knows.